This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. This morning I want to start a new series called Forever. Say forever. And that's a term that we just easily can just hear and say, but really comprehending that and getting a hold of that. It means endless time, time without ceasing, forever. And we're going to look at uh, some things that are forever. We're going to look at heaven and hell, and we're going, we're going to look and get some understanding because there's many misconceptions about heaven and hell. There's many things that we don't understand, but the scriptures tell us so much. So we're going to have fun and just get in and, and see what God has to say. I was remembering the Imperials. How many remember the Imperials? Well, it's a few of us. The Imperials had a song, uh, Your First Day in Heaven, and what that would be like. And I was thinking about that and, and preparing for today. I called it Welcome to Heaven. Welcome to Heaven. Welcome home and how that will be. So we're going we're gonna to have some fun this morning. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. Say, looking unto Jesus. We see a key right here, how to live this life. You need some endurance? Look to Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So as you're running the race of life, and you need some endurance, you need some strength, I mean, need some endurance and need some strength. It says, look to Jesus, looking unto him. It's something about looking and focusing on Jesus. You get your eyes off the obstacles and the things that are coming against you, the hardships, the frustrations, the stress, and you get your eyes on the Lord, and the strength comes in you, uh, endurance uh, able to make it through because looking unto him, you're looking at the author and the finisher of your faith. You're looking at the, the very author who gave you the power to believe. That's the one that you're looking at. You're looking at the one that can storm, that can calm the storm. You're looking at the one that is the answer and he is our life. The Lord Jesus Christ keeping our eyes on him. So strength in this life comes from looking to Jesus. You need some strength, look to Jesus. Look to him. Look to his word. Because he is life and he is strength. <clears throat> in 1952, a woman named Florence Chadwick, who's American, sat on a swim. She had uh, swam the English Channel twice successfully, both ways she had done it, and she was going to take off from Catalina Island, which is just off the coast of Southern California, 
and she was going to swim from Catalina Allen to the Southern California. And this particular morning, it was foggy, and it was chilly, and she gets in the water, and she's swimming for all her strength and might uh, to, to accomplish this goal. And about 15 hours in, yes, 15 hours, she started getting uh, just so weary and so tired and exhausted, and she couldn't see anything. <clears throat> Excuse me. The fog was so thick, she could hardly see the two boats beside her, and she... She said, I just couldn't see anything. And all she could, just felt helpless and weary. And and she just wanted to quit. And finally she did. She um, hollered out and they they took her out of the water. And what she didn't realize, she was just a few hundred yards from the shore. And at the press conference, she said, if... I believe if I had seen the shore, I would have made it. I believe if I could have seen the destination, if I could have seen where I was headed, I would have finished. But she said, all I saw was fog. It speaks to us today. See, as you're going, as you're swimming this race of life and and maybe the hardships and difficulties and there's fog and you can't see, remember that you can look through the eye of faith, that you can look to the shore and know where your destination is. You can look through the eye of faith and see Jesus. Because, see, the shore for us is Jesus. The shore for us is heaven. But, see, Jesus and heaven go together. You can't have heaven without Jesus, and you can't get to heaven without Jesus. They go together. So look through the eye of faith. And get strength. Because so many times we'll focus on what we're going through. We focus on this thing and that thing. The news or what's going on at work. Co-workers. What's going on with our neighbors or our dogs. What's ever going on. We're so focused on that that we forget to look to the shore. We forget to look to Jesus. We forget where our destination, where we're headed. God has a beautiful, wonderful future for all of us. Every believer, he has a destination in mind. I can remember as a kid, and I did it many times, I would ask my dad, when are we going to get there? Are we there yet? No, we just left the driveway. <laughs> are we there yet? Are we, are we close? And, and he was wise. He'd say, look, this is what we're going to do there. We're going to have fun. And, and that would help for a little bit. Because I'd see the destination. I'd know what was before me. And, of course, it took more than that for me to stop. I stopped when he said, do you want me to pull this car over? That's when I stopped. So I knew he would. (laughs) But, see, we need to keep in mind, we need to understand where we're going. Where we're headed. And what God has planned for us. So I believe God is speaking to us today to keep our eyes on Jesus, to keep our eyes on him and his word, and even on heaven, knowing that that is our final destination. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 9, it says, By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, 
dwelling in tents of Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. It's talking about Abraham, the father of our faith. It says that he was looking for a city. He was waiting for a city whose foundations, whose builder and maker is God. I want you to know there is a city, there is a place called heaven that God has built and he has made. He has prepared for us. And this is a wonderful place. You know, many look forward to heaven because they think there's going to be good weather. They think it's like Florida. Just, you know, the family together, together, we're going to hit the beach and it's going to be great weather. Some people think that, that heaven's just going to be one long, endless church service. <clears throat> Who wants that? I mean, I love the worship. I love to... With, with any of you. I love to worship God. I love the gathering of the family. But see, God puts desires in us. There's much more to heaven than that. I don't have a desire to, to eat some asphalt because God hadn't put that desire in me. God works. with He puts desires in us. And I believe that heaven's going to be full of worship because I think every time we turn around, we go, praise God. Got all the beauty and the, the majestic things that God has prepared for us in heaven. But I want you to close your eyes for just a moment. I want you to use your imagination. I want you to picture a place, the most beautiful place that you've ever seen. I want you to picture yourself there. Maybe at the palm trees or the, the huge mountains, a beautiful scenery, or beside the, the creek, the the river or the pond, whatever it is, just picture that. Or maybe it's snowdrifts. Picture yourself in that place. And all your loved ones are there, your friends, and, and, and you're just hanging out. You're enjoying life. You're, you're talking and, and laughing, and there's, there's love and just an awesome time. And here comes Jesus. Jesus comes walking up to you. And he's smiling. And you fall down on the ground. And you're worshiping him. And he comes and picks you up. And says, I want to show you what I prepared for you. You know, he has great pleasure in giving us what he's prepared for us. How many like to give things to their kids? It's a joy, isn't it? Well, he wants to give so much to us. And he's prepared this for us. In Revelations 21 verse 3, and I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be, be his people and God himself will be with them and their God and be their God and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. I want you to know heaven is more than just a, a great place, a beautiful place, but it's a place where there's no sorrow. It's a place where there's no pain. It's a place where there's no sickness. There is no disease. 
There is no wars. There's no rumors of wars. There's no debts. There's no taxes. There's no negative emotions. No weariness. No stress. No frustrations. No political campaigns. Hallelujah. No voting. The voting already took place when you accepted him as Lord. Jesus is king. He is Lord. No voting. No campaigns. Perfect weather. Perfect everything. There's no funerals. Because there's no death. There's no crime. There's no security systems. You can keep your door unlocked. You can keep the door open if you want. There's no terrorists. There's no fear. What a wonderful place. That's what he's prepared for us. There's no sin there. That means there's no lying there. There's no jealousy there. There's no pride there. There's no sin. The very thing that the Bible teaches us that brings death and destroys lives. There's, it's not there. Because there is no death in heaven. That's what America needs. America needs to hear, hear the gospel. See, America is declining in a, a, a moral decline. They're swimming in a, a, a dead sea, fogged up, blinded with adultery and pornography and AIDS and gangs and drugs and all these things, evil. But see, God has sent Jesus, and Jesus broke the power of sin. Jesus can still break the power of sin in anyone's life. He can still set free. His power's not been shortened. But see, God needs a church that's alive, that's awake, that is not going with the flow of the moral decline, but is flowing with God and lifting up a standard and being the light and showing the way and rescuing people and pulling them out of the place where they're blinded and about to drown and bringing them onto the solid rock on the place of salvation and showing them that he is the way, the truth, and the life. That's what the believers have to do. We rise up in him. And display him and represent him well. And then your life is a witness because you're living for him. Heaven is a perfect place with no sin. Say no sin. That's the reason we need to touch lives, we need to let people know there's a way out. There is a way that they can have peace. There is a way that they can have joy. There is a place that they can uh, come to and not be a victim anymore. There's a place that they can run to and not be sick anymore and depressed and oppressed anymore. There's a place that they can come to and that Jesus that will break every addiction that's coming against them. His power has not been shortened. He's a mighty God. And nothing is impossible to him. Heaven is a perfect place. And when you get there, it'll still be perfect. Why? Because he makes us perfect. 
He does it. That's the reason He gets all the honor. And He gets all the glory. There's going to be no one in heaven going, you know, I did this and I think I deserve a little pat on the back, a little glory. No, we're all going to be face down. Because we know the truth. We know who receives the glory. Who receives the honor. It's Jesus. Just say Jesus. You know, I'm, I'm just... I'm grateful that we have access to this place. You talking about a destination, there's no place on earth like this. You can get your travel agent, and they might try and sell you that there's a spot on this earth like that, but there's no place. No place like this. And it's paid for. Your travel agent's going to charge you, and they're lying. It's not as good as the pictures. It's not as good as they say. If you're a travel agent, forgive me. Heaven's a perfect place. Think about this. There's more than even what I just said. The conditions there, all that, there's more. At last you will be with the one for whom you were made. At last you will be home. The home that was created for you and you were created for. You will see your loved ones that have gone before you. Maybe that grandfather, grandmother, or mom, dad, brother, sister, or son, or daughter, whoever it is. I've shared before I had a a dream. I was in heaven at someone's welcome party. And, and God just let me be there. Everybody knew my name, but this wasn't my... I didn't know anybody. They weren't my family or friends or anything, but I got to watch. And then there was this girl that was standing at the back, and she was just intently watching me. And I looked up, and I saw her, and this person finished talking. And I turned to her, and instantly I knew who she was. She was our daughter that... We'd had a couple miscarriages, and that was my daughter. I asked her where her sister was, said she couldn't be here. Jesus, let me come. There's some some people in here that have had some miscarriages. I want you to know, your child's going to be there in the welcome party to greet you. And what a glorious time. A glorious time. It'll be a time of reunions and rejoicing. It'll be a time that you know you'll never be separated again. You'll never be apart from them again. And you have eternity to spend with them. I believe we'll get to spend time with, we'll make new friends, and it's just going to be a fabulous, fabulous eternity. Forever. Say forever. Excuse me, can we just praise God for a second for heaven? I mean, I'm just, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for preparing this place for us. Mm, but there's more. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, Eyes have not seen, nor ear heard, nor entered to the heart of man, the things which God's prepared for those who love him. But God reveals them through His Spirit. That's what God is doing now. Revealing these things prepared by God for us. The Holy Spirit's revealing them to us. 
in Indiana, uh, there's a cemetery. There's a tombstone there. Uh, it's over 100 years old. But here's this inscription on it. It says, Pause, stranger, when you pass by. As you are now, so once was I. As I am, so you will be. So prepare for death and follow me. Well, another passerby unknown who we just decided they would make an addition to this tombstone. And underneath this, this is what they scratched in. To follow you, I'm not content until I know which way you went. <laughs> Good advice. You need to know who you're following. If they're following the Lord, because Matthew 7, 21 says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. I don't know about you, but I, I know me. I'm not following Buddha. I'm not following Muhammad. I'm not following Confucius. And I, I'm not following good works. I'm not following this or that. Following Jesus. Following him. That's what you got to do to have life, abundant life. It's look to him and follow him. The other's just working death and misery in you anyway. Heaven is described as a city. We read it in Hebrews 11. I just want you to think for a minute. Jesus has given us a clue about heaven when he calls it a city. Think about what does a city have? A city has buildings, has art, it has culture, it has restaurants, it has commerce, it has business, it has sports. <laughs> now, Jesus would not tell us to think of heaven as a city if he did not want us to think in these terms. He wants us to use our imagination to think about heaven as a city. The most gorgeous, beautiful city you've ever seen. But there's going to be activity. There's going to be life there. You're not going to be just floating around on the cloud. There's going to be uh, people bustling and movement and joy and laughter and, and good food, restaurants. Well, I've never thought of heaven that way. Well, you, you need to. That's the reason I'm talking about it. It's a city. It's a great city, a wonderful place. And we'll talk about some more, but he describes the city, city some to us. Imagine earth without rivers and trees and mountains. Well, don't imagine heaven without rivers and trees and mountains. He said that he would make us a new earth, not a non-earth. It's a new earth. So think about earth and how beautiful it is now without all the negatives. And then multiply that 10 billion times and you got heaven. It's going to be just a beautiful place. 
that God's prepared. The creator, or you, the creator of the universe has prepared a special place for us. And I want you to know, there's words that can't describe it. I've been reading the book, and it's on heaven. It's a big, thick book, and it's just accounts of people. It's a doctor uh, that people who have died and come back, and he's just done the study on it. And uh, what was interesting to me, blind people that died and came back. And what they described, they'd never been able to see before, and what they described fit with what everyone else said. The joy for them to see and to see this beautiful place, colors that we don't even have here on earth, grass that you step on it, it just comes back in the, its proper height. You don't have to cut the yard in heaven. Hallelujah. There's no dust in heaven. Glory to God. You don't have to wash dishes. They wash themselves. Everything cleanses itself. You get something on your robe, it cleans itself. Now that's, that's not here in the Bible. That's just added from just some accounts reading. So we're not going to say that's Bible, okay? But a lot of people have seen that. <laughs> we will have resurrected bodies. Oh, glory to God. Resurrected bodies. So you've never seen, used your eyes or seen through resurrected eyes. What's that mean? It means to the full ability they were created. I mean, does that mean you could see for a few miles? You've never heard through resurrected ears. You think music and stuff you enjoy now sounds good. What about a resurrected voice? I mean, I think I sound pretty good in the shower. But I've been told by people that love me that I don't sound good out in the shower. Maybe I'll sound good outside the shower in heaven. <laughs> what about resurrected taste buds? You think you enjoy food now? You'll enjoy it a lot more when your taste buds are fully developed and you taste everything. And the food is heavenly there. <laughs> Have you ever gone to the country and you ate some, a meal that, you know, they brought the farm and stuff? Everything tastes so good. Well, the food there in heaven is awesome. And you don't have to hold back because you won't gain an ounce. Oh, hallelujah. That's shouting ground. <laughs> Every day can be a feast day. Thanksgiving, and another day of Thanksgiving. Your body will be perfect. The perfect shape and the perfect look for you. A resurrected body. I mean, 
think about this, looking in the mirror and you just, you're satisfied. You're content, you're happy. It'd be like the Fonz, you know, he gets his comb out and goes, nah, don't need to, it's just perfect. That's the kind of body we're talking about. And I, I just go crazy with it. You know, my imagination. I'm thinking about scuba diving without the equipment. Thinking about jumping out of a chariot without a parachute. I, I think heaven's going to be fun. Because God's fun. He's the source of everything fascinating. He created science. He created music. You're talking about some... Jam sessions in heaven. Woo. He created Bach. <laughs> he created music. Wow. He created nature and the, and the scene, scenery. He created it. You think the Grand Canyon something. Wow. He created the planets. I believe that you can go to other planets. That's another. We won't. We'll just go. How about this? Your dream project awaits you in heaven. Your dream project awaits you in heaven. Yes, what God has for you to do will surpass all the satisfaction or whatever you have in, in your job right now will be surpassed by what you do in heaven. Well, Pastor, I'm not going to work in heaven. I, I, I thought that was a retirement center. Revelation 7, verse 15. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in, in his temple, and he who sits on the throne will dwell among them. Said they serve him. We're going to be serving. We're going to be doing things in heaven. There is no boredom in heaven. Her people say, well, I think heaven's going to be boring. No, you're boring here, but heaven, <laughs> heaven is not boring. Heaven is awesome. You're not going to be bored. Philippians 3.20 says, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies that may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. And I'll just throw out a couple more things here quick. Animals will be in heaven. Dogs. And cats, yes, they will be there. How can I say that? Because he mentions the lion and the lamb will lie down together. He created the animals. We know Jesus has horses because he rides a white horse. Yes, I believe animals are there. And your dog's there that died awaiting you. What about 
and I always get this question, what about sex in heaven? God created it. It was God's idea. And this is my statement. He will not remove something that he didn't replace with something better. So don't worry about it. I always get that question anytime I've talked about heaven. Freak. I mean, no. Is that all you're concerned about? Heaven? What about the sex? Believe me, you will not be lacking in anything in heaven. Everything will be better than it is now. So don't. Help me, Jesus. Okay. I better come to a close. In Revelations 21, 14, it says, Foundations of heaven are named after the 12 apostles. There's 12 stones that they're made of. And these 12 stones are what was in the high priest, uh, his breastplate. These 12 stones are the 12 stones that make up the foundation of heaven. And the, 12, uh, the foundation is named after Jesus' 12 apostles. That's what this thing is, is built on. But see where the high priest could go in there once a year into the holy place or into the throne of grace. And this throne, the throne room, is in the midst of the city, in the midst of heaven. And do you know every time that you pray in Jesus' name that you're entering into the throne room in heaven by the Spirit? And we have access to that place 24-7. How blessed are we that we can go to that place? Are you known in heaven, in the throne room? Have you been in prayer and they know you there? Hmm. We know there will be the, the racial differences as far as there's every tribe and, and every tongue. You're not going to uh, get to heaven and you'll, you'll change color. You're going, God likes variety. God likes salt and pepper and, and salsa. God is a God of variety. Amen? And your relationships, your children will always be your children. Your loved ones will always be your loved ones. Friends, it will always be that way for all eternity. I'm going to end with this, Hebrews 12, 22. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly in the church of the firstborn, who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. I want you to know there'll be a time where Jesus will let you go and look at the altar and see his blood that paid the price for our salvation. And that blood will speak and declare, I believe that it will speak your name. Now, I, I haven't even touched on that, but you get to heaven, you get a new name. But it will speak your name and said, you're redeemed. Bob, you're redeemed. 
by me, this blood that was shed for you. We'll see the blood and we'll look into the face of Jesus. We'll look without shame or guilt, but with total adoration and total worship and praise unto the one that paid the price where we could have a forever with him and we're a forever of a family that loves each other. That's heaven. And we're just, we're just beginning and we're going to look some more at this. But I have an important question for you. Everyone bow your heads, please. This is the most important part of the service. I don't want you up moving around. I want you to be still unless it's an emergency. What will you do with Jesus? Jesus is tugging on your heart now and he's saying, I love you and I want to be your Lord and Savior. I want that blood that I spilled to be applied to your life. That you become a new creation, a new creature, a new person in Christ Jesus. And he said, you choose. He'll not force you. He'll not make you make a decision. You make a decision. You choose him. And you come just the way you are. Say, well, pastor, sin in my life. You come just the way you are. That's why we all came the same way. We all needed mercy. We all needed his kindness and his love. Come to him and receive. There's grace and there's mercy for you this morning. So I want us to bow our head. Maybe you've prayed this before, but you know you're not right with God. And today you want to get right with God. You can get in on this prayer too. Say, Father, I ask you to reveal to me my purpose, what I was created for. But I do realize today I was created for you. And I accept Jesus Christ as the Lord of my life. I'll follow you, Jesus, with all my heart and all my life. Thank you for dying on that cross for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. I now call you Lord and Savior. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me. Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662 890 1573 or toll-free at 866-383-8277. You are Lord, I'm a sinner.